Hi, this is Lisa, and this is Walk With Me, a ministry of Branch Living Ministries. You can join us in so many ways. You can uh, join us at the branchliving.com website. You can email me at lisa at branchliving.com. Uh, you can join our Facebook group, Walk With Me at Branch Living. Uh, so many ways that we can communicate and talk. You know, I love to take walks, and as we say all the time, they are good for us spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And um, it's nice to walk with a friend, and today, if you're walking, actually walking outside, or if you're doing your exercises indoors, um, or if you're just you know, having a walk with God today, you have me right here beside you. And we walk and we chat as brothers and sisters in Christ. Each time we begin with prayer and we study a devotion, and then we do one of the um, sections of Branch Living Together, and we just chat and explore. So I'm glad to have you along. So I start each time with prayer, and I'm going to do that today. And so if we could just get quiet in the presence of God, if you're driving, of course, don't close your eyes, just be in His presence as we all always are, but sometimes it's just a good reminder that we are. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you for giving us this time to share as we do walk with you. And thank you for giving us the fellowship of other believers. There are times, particularly in this pandemic, but certainly other times as well, where we just feel lonely. We feel as though we don't have others with us. And in truth, we always have our Christians, Christian brothers and sisters with us. And more importantly, and more especially, we always have you with us. And what a wonderful gift that is that you've given us, the promise that you will always be with us. We thank you again, Father, for this time together and for this lovely day. In your precious name we pray, amen. So today my walk uh, was really pleasant. It was a nice walk. Um, I went out into the countryside and I was able to take off work a little bit early today. It's been getting darker here earlier, so usually by the time I get ready after work to go outside, it's uh, already beyond sunset and it's getting quite dark. And uh, that'll change a little bit with um, when we move our clocks back on Sunday morning, but uh, for now it's a little bit dark. But today, because I was able to get off early, I was able to walk outside and see just beautiful clouds, um, beautiful still green grass, a little bit of a crisp breeze. Uh, we walked out of the subdivision, out of the actual town, uh, down a country road where there's a barn and a very large hill and a creek near the bottom. And so just the whole walk was very, very pleasant. And hoping today, wherever you are, if you are able to get out and about and walk, you are enjoying uh, the beautiful scenery. And if you're not, if you're able to just even stand and look out the window a couple of times during the day and get that wonderful sunlight uh, that just brightens all of our days. So each time we're together, I do read from Spurgeon and I read from his devotions and we get a, a morning devotion and an evening devotion. And these are just, you know, last time we walked together, the devotions were pretty dense, <laughs> very dense. And today I would say um, they're just a little bit lighter and a little bit more intimate in um, how he has written them. So this one, the scripture verse is one of the Psalms, it's Psalm 9-1, and the quote from the Bible today is, I will praise thee, O Lord. 
Praise should always follow answered prayer. As the mist of the earth's gratitude rises when the sun of heaven's love warms the ground. Has the Lord been gracious to you and inclined his ear to the voice of your supplication? Then praise him as long as you live. Let the ripe fruit drop upon the fertile soil from which it drew its life. I absolutely love that quote, so I'm going to say it again. Let the ripe fruit drop upon the fertile soil from which it drew its life. Deny not a song to him who has answered your prayer and given you the desire of your heart. To be silent over God's mercies is to incur the guilt of ingratitude. It is to act as basely as the nine lepers who, after they had been cured of their leprosy, returned not to give thanks to the healing Lord. To forget to praise God is to refuse to benefit ourselves, for praise, like prayer, is one great means of promoting the growth of the spiritual life. It helps to remove our burdens, to excite our hopes, to increase our faith. It is a healthful and invigorating exercise which quickens the pulse of the believer and nerves him for fresh enterprises in his master's service. To bless God for mercies received is also the way to benefit our fellow men. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Others who have been in circumstances like ours shall take comfort if we can say, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. Weak hearts will be strengthened and drooping saints will be revived as they listen to our songs of deliverance. Their doubts and fears will be rebuked as we teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. They too shall sing in the ways of the Lord, and when they hear us magnify his holy name. Praise is the most heavenly of Christian duties. The angels pray not, but they cease not to pray both day and night. And the redeemed, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, are never weary of singing the new song, Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, that is just such a wonderful devotion today and one that I intend to read again tomorrow morning myself because what a great reminder it is that we, we know we often remember to go to God with prayer and with needs, but how often do we really go to Him with just praise? You know, just praise you, Father, for helping me through this. Praise you, Father, for another day with you. Um, just constant praise. And I, I love that quote. You know, when we come to God with our prayers and he answers those prayers and richly answers those prayers usually, it is like ripe fruit. And so what Spurgeon is saying to us is let that ripe fruit, that praise for God for answered prayer, drop upon the fertile soil from where it drew its life. So in other words, the fertile soil are the, the needs that we took to him and the needs that others in our orb in our world may be experiencing right now. So if you have an illness, let's say, and you were able to get over that illness and you praise God for renewed health, that praise is heard by people currently who are ill. 
and it gives them hope, it gives them faith, it reminds them that we serve a good God. And so praise is that song to God, but it's also that hope, that wonderful feeling of, oh, I can get through this because God is there. So what a great devotion to start our day. The evening devotion then comes from Solomon's song 813, and the quote is, Thou that dwellest in the gardens, the companions hearken to thy voice, cause me to hear it. My sweet Lord Jesus remembers well the Garden of Gethsemane, and although he has left that garden, he now dwells in the garden of his church. There he unbosoms himself to those who keep his blessed company. That voice of love with which he speaks to his beloved is more musical than the harps of heaven. There is a depth of melodious love within it which leaves all human music far behind. Tens of thousands on earth and millions above are indulged with its harmonious accents. Some whom I well know and whom I greatly envy are at this moment hearkening to that beloved voice. Oh, if only I were a partaker of their joys. It is true, some of these are poor, others are bedridden, and some near the gates of death. But, oh my Lord, I would cheerfully starve with them, pine with them, die with them, if I could hear your voice. Once I did hear it often, but then I grieved your spirit. Return unto me in compassion, and once again say to me, I am your salvation. No other voice can content me. I know your voice and cannot be deceived by another. Let me hear it, I pray. I know not what you will say, neither do I make any condition, but, O oh, my beloved, do let me hear you speak. If it is a rebuke, I will bless you for it. Perhaps to cleanse my dull ear may need an operation very grievous to the flesh, but let it cost what it may that I might turn away from this consuming desire to hear your voice. Bore my ear afresh, pierce my ear with your harshest notes, only do not permit me to continue to be deaf to your calls. Tonight, Lord, grant your unworthy one his desire, for I am yours, and you have bought me with your blood. You have opened my eyes to see you, and the sight has saved me. Lord, open my ears. I have read your heart, now let me hear your lips. What a poignant prayer of Spurgeon that um, he once heard God's voice and probably many times, but for some reason at this point when he's writing this, he's in that stillness of God. And haven't we all been in that stillness from time to time? And that stillness is so painful. And what he is calling out, as you can hear, is it doesn't matter if you rebuke me. It doesn't matter if you tell me I'm wrong, if you penetrate my ears, if you rebuke me and, and put me kind of in my place, at least it's your voice I am hearing. And, and I love the part where he says that he has, he has read his heart, now let me hear your lips. Meaning, you know, he's read his word, he knows what God's heart is, but nothing will substitute from hearing the voice of God. And I think from time to time, we all feel that need to be able to hear his voice. And um, I remember, um, a book one time that I was reading about somebody who just was in the quietness of their soul and they just 
could not hear God's voice and it seemed like years had gone by and they were just barely holding on and then it broke through. They, they heard the voice of God and um, what a moment that was for that person. So we should pray that for each other and we should pray that for ourselves. Um, that the blessing of hearing God's voice in our lives and just knowing and, and really hearing his companionship is so needed from some at some points in our lives even more than others and uh, we should all pray to be able to hear his voice so what a beautiful beautiful uh, devotion two beautiful devotions in one day so I'm going to talk a little bit about branch living now and you know we go through uh, bonding for God is the B, relationships we talked about is the R, and now today we're going to talk about almsgiving. And this is really a very upbeat little talk we're going to have today um, because I think we need one. I think in the midst of some of this pandemic, it's, uh, it's good to encourage one another. And so um, I'm going to talk about very wonderful things that people are doing during the pandemic. Some of these were not related to the pandemic. But it's good to hear about others who give from time to time and actually hear good news. And it kind of primes our pump, doesn't it? That we hear what others are doing for people and it makes us think, you know, I really want to get out there and do something for somebody because I really love serving. So um, we look at Shakespeare, how far th that little candle throws his beams. So shines a good deed in a weary world. William Shakespeare from The Merchant of Venice. When you give your times and talents and resources, it's so important because that is often the outward, and I'm going to put this in quote, face of the Christian to the world, reflecting the face of God, because certainly God is a giving God. And when we truly reflect his nature to others, it's through our giving many times. No other time is it more important to reflect his face than now, um, because giving is a gift and giving just makes you feel so good. And if you get to one of those dry patches where you just don't know what to do or what to give, sometimes it's good to look at the examples of others and see how others have given. And sometimes that's an inspiration to us, maybe not to do exactly the same thing, but maybe it just inspires us on our own walk. So here are just a few examples that I found recently of great giving. Um, and not all of these, as I said earlier, in the pandemic, but just great ways of priming the pump. So this is from Pennsylvania, and this um, young woman says, my husband is a Vietnam veteran, so I guess she's not a younger woman, she's an older woman, but he belongs to a group that meets for breakfast every Thursday morning at a local restaurant. Since we have been asked to stay at home and all of the restaurants and bars are closed except for takeout, the Vietnam veteran organization that he belongs to has devised a way for the men and women who usually attend the breakfast to donate tips so that they will be sent to the waitress who normally takes care of them on Thursday mornings. And in this way, the men and the women who serve their country are continuing to serve their community. So what a great way of doing that, that this group normally gathers at a restaurant and they tip this waitress. And now that they're not going there because of the pandemic, they are getting together and making sure that she gets her tips every week. Here's another one, and this one comes to us from the Baltimore Sun, and it says, Nigeria is a long way from the Baltimore suburb of Bel Air, which is why Felicia Ikpum hadn't seen her son, Mike Tersa, for four years, ever since he left Nigeria on a basketball scholarship 
to join John, uh, John Carroll School. But with his graduation from the school looming, uh, Tercia's teachers and classmates thought his mother should be at that ceremony. We wanted to do something valuable for one of our classmates, one of the senior uh, class members told the paper. So knowing that Ikpum couldn't afford the plane ticket or hotel, the school raised $1,763 to bring her over. What was her reaction when she laid her eyes on her son after four years of not seeing him? She said, I screamed, I shouted. So what a tremendous thing for those young kids to raise money so that their schoolmate's mother who was still in Nigeria could come and watch her son graduate and actually lay eyes on him having not seen him for four years. Another story then comes to us from the Arizona Republic. For 34 years, Luann Alexander worked as a flight attendant, but age 50, at age 58, she received the diagnosis of pancreatic cancer. And soon the vivacious mother of two and grandmother-to-be was making plans for hospice care. Her older brother, Rex Ridenor, was flying to see Alexander when he asked the flight attendant, an old colleague of hers as it turned out, if he could speak to the passengers. He talked to the passengers about his sister, even passed his phone around the plane so they could see photos of her. He then handed out napkins and asked, if they would write a little something for her. 96 passengers responded. Some of them drew pictures. One man and his seatmate created flowers out of napkins and swizzle sticks, but mostly there were warm words. Your brother made me love you and I don't even know you. And my favorite quote from when I had two brain tumors, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. Alexander died in April of 2016, but Ridenour never forgot the compassion shown that day. I am so amazed that given the opportunity, even total strangers will reach out and show love and empathy and concern. And isn't that true? You know, we may not know each other, but that doesn't mean we can't feel that compassion and that empathy for another person. Um, I love this next story and it comes to us from Palm Beach Daily News. And so it's, the headline was, Grandpa Loves Lucy Rose. Four-year-old Lucy Rose Donamore of East Arlington was recently diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer that is hard to treat. And she was admitted to Wolfson Children's Hospital in Jacksonville. Her grandfather, Scott Jurgen of Tallahassee drove to Jacksonville and as soon as he found out, but he could not visit her because of the COVID-19 restrictions. His daughter, Jessica, Lucy's mother, put a heart sign in the window of Lucy's room so that her grandfather would know where she was. And the next morning, he bought material and made his own sign, a giant heart he put on the outside of the hospital's P2 garage. Every morning, Lucy woke up and the first thing she wanted to see was to know in her heart that her grandpa was there. A friend from Tallahassee made a rose sign for Lucy's middle name, Rose, and grandpa put that up too. She recently completed her first round of chemotherapy and went home to a welcome parade. 
So isn't that wonderful? This grandfather puts a heart on the garage every time he shows up to visit and he sits in the garage and looks at her heart uh, in the window and he knows where she is in the hospital and the little four-year-old girl who's undergoing cancer treatment knows her grandpa is sitting in the garage because his heart is on the garage door. So, um, and that, that addresses her needs in her own heart as well. So what a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, so the last story I'm going to tell today, and there's just so many of them, and I do plan on doing this when we get to the alms section of Branch Living, because I think these stories warm our hearts, um, but I also think they inspire us. So the last story then is from Sweden. And uh, this is a woman who posted on Facebook, and she said, I wanted to create a long overdue post in praise of wonderful Flo Osborne. Flo is 89 years young, and she lives in a sheltered accommodation in Dover Court. During the lockdown and beyond, in her tiny kitchen on several occasions, Flo has cooked up to up to 20 wonderful fruit or meat pies. And now, now she's cooked up in total over 100 pies to distribute among the, to the vulnerable and elderly in the community centers for hot meal services. Every pie she makes from scratch. The pastries mixed and rolled and the fruit is prepared and then baked in her tiny oven. This, I believe, is a remarkable act of community kindness and also a huge victory over age and infirmity. And that is shared with us for, through a, a group called Sharing is Caring from Sweden. So the message today really is for us, much as Shakespeare said in his beginning quote, to take our little candle and to go light our world in some way. And so I encourage you today to give that some thought um, as the days are starting to grow darker now, as we see the sun dim, um, and, and really at all times, but especially these times, what can we do as Christians to reflect the face of God and give to our communities because God is such a great giver? Um, I'm going to close us today with prayer. And um, I want to talk first a little bit about Branch Living. So please do go to branchliving.com and we would love to have you post there and uh, go to our Facebook, Branch Living. Some of you are putting your comments in, which I so appreciate. I'm getting some amens and some real encouragement, which is great. But also, you know, we'd love to see your photos too. So if you could take a minute to post your photos at the Branch Living Facebook site, that would be great. It could be photos of your family. It could be photos of your friends. As always, it would be great uh, to have photos of your walk and, um, and just kind of communicating to us how God is working in your life. And especially, we always want to know if we can pray for you. Uh, we enjoy lifting others up in prayer. We also, you know, as Spurgeon said, would love to have your praise reports too. And um, I'm going to give those addresses again, branchliving.com, or you can email me at lisa at branchliving.com. Uh, for those of you in the States or otherwise, you can call 608-987-0404, and you can leave your prayer and praise requests on that phone line. Um, and also remember our Bible study, uh, Tuesdays at 7. If you would like me to um, give you an invitation, just email me at lisa at branchliving.com and I would be thrilled to invite you to join us. There are usually about oh, six or seven of us, sometimes as few as four, on the line. And if you just want to drop in and see what we're like and you don't ever feel, feel the need to be obligated to come, we just enjoy having you there. 
Um, so a prayer request I'm going to give us today as we start to conclude our walk is um, one of the prayer groups that I participate in. We're just hearing a lot of prayer needs for marriages. And I think this pandemic in so many ways has strained marriages. Um, some of the strain has come from people being at home with each other for such long periods of time and not having some breathing space away from each other. And that, that isn't said in any way as a bad thing. It's just when people rub shoulders constantly, sometimes things that normally don't irritate you start to irritate you. We're hearing about some chemical dependency problems that are uh, reoccurring in marriages where one of the partners um, may be turning back to alcohol again. Hearing some reports of people starting to lose their faith, which is just, you know, I, it's hard to imagine that you can lose your faith permanently, but maybe a temporary bump in the road where they are just feeling such despair. And so I just um, have heard more and more of these prayer requests come in for marriages. So please just let's lift up all marriages today in prayer and then have a praise uh, report for you as well. My husband earlier this week was in tremendous pain from a kidney stone and um, was really suffering. And we were able to get him to the hospital and get some medication for him. And he is doing so much better. And he made the comment, which is one that I always try to remember. And that is, he said, you know, you don't realize how important your health is until you don't have it. And isn't that the truth? I mean, we so often take for granted that our backs aren't hurting or that we wake up feeling good. And we really need to all reflect and praise God for that, that we do have these moments of wonderful health and they, we really are in touch with that when we've had a bout of really bad health. So please do join me in prayer and we'll take a pause here. If you're on your walk, you know, you can take, continue to walk or, or you can pause if you're driving, just kind of, you know, be here in this prayer zone with all of us. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time of fellowship. Thank you for reminding us the need to praise you and remember our heart's desire to hear you. Uh, we do especially today lift in prayer marriage for all of us, for everybody that has that marital relationship to please bless marriages, strengthen marriages, um, and help people find a way to live together in harmony, especially during this pandemic when sometimes those uh, living together in close quarters can cause some tensions and stress. We ask you to bless those marriages. We know that's a holy institution that you give us in which we can create family. So again, please bless marriages today. We praise you, Father, for all good things. We praise you for this time together. We praise you for health. We praise you for even just the little things in life that we sometimes take so for granted. And we think to ourselves when we're ready to praise, if I were to wake up tomorrow without these things, how would that feel? And we can list those things in our head. They can be the warmth of the sun. It can be a hug. It can be uh, the warmth of a nice cup of tea. Just so many things, big and little in our lives that we don't praise you for. But boy, if we woke up tomorrow and those things weren't there, we would miss them so much. So Father, we praise you now for those things. We pray this in your very special name, amen. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you're enjoying your walk. Stay close to God, stay in touch, and I'll chat with you again soon.